we continue this morning with our Lord's Sermon on the Mount. The Beatitudes that we heard last weekend are the preamble to a much longer sermon, one that goes on for a couple of chapters in St. Matthew's Gospel, a sermon that teaches us so much about what it means to be a follower of the Lord, what it means to walk in his ways and to be a good disciple. In this passage, our Lord offers to you incredible compliments. You are the salt of the earth, he says. You are the light of the world. Wonderful compliments. We know how helpful salt is. We know how indispensable light is. This is you, the salt of the earth, the light of the world. But as our Lord goes on, there's a problem in what he says to us. If salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. If salt loses its taste. That's the problem. Because that doesn't happen. Sodium chloride is sodium chloride. And it will be sodium chloride for a long, long time. Salt does not go bad. Salt does not rot. Salt does not turn. Salt doesn't even attract mold. I make you a guarantee, and I don't make many guarantees, but I make you this guarantee. That round blue box of Morton salt that's in your cupboard, you have a round blue box of Morton salt in your cupboard. That round blue box of Morton salt can stay in your cupboard for the next 10,000 years. And it will still be just as salty as it is today. There is no expiration date. There is no best if used by date on the box of Morton salt. Salt does not lose its flavor. Unless. Unless it gets mixed up with other things. Then it's good for nothing but to be thrown underfoot. Think of the way people used to cook in homes with dirt floors not too long ago. Think if you were making soup and you had a measure of salt, somebody bumped your elbow and the salt fell on the dirt floor. There's no recovering that. Salt. Your soul will not go bad on its own. Your soul, once rescued from original sin by the sacrament of baptism, will not go bad on its own. But it will go bad if it gets mixed up with other things. It will go bad if 
by a conscious act of the will, you choose to get mixed up in other things, whether they be the mindless things of trying to see everything that's on all 200 channels of TV or to try to get to the very end of the internet clicking from one page to another, whether it's mindless things that you get mixed up in or things that are evil. And I don't think I need to go down the long list. But you know very well that there is a price to be paid if you get mixed up in things that are bad. You know that there are certain places that you can freely choose to go that will get you in trouble. You know that there are places on TV and places on the internet that you can freely choose to go to that will get you in trouble. You know that there are people you can freely choose to hang around with. Friends that are really false friends. For they will get you in a load of trouble each and every time. Those choices put your soul, your immortal soul, at great risk. Would Jesus say that if you get mixed up in things like that, that your soul is good for nothing else but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot? Would Jesus say that? In justice, he would have every right to say that. Because getting mixed up in those evil things, those bad things, is a grave offense against God. And in justice, Jesus would have every right to say, your soul is good for nothing but to be thrown away. But is that what Jesus says? This is where the comparison lapses, thanks be to God. Because what does Jesus say about your immortal soul? What does Jesus say about your immortal soul with an action that speaks far more loudly and clearly than words. He says that you and your immortal soul are worth dying for. Your soul is worth more to him than his very life. He gives his life on the cross for the sake of your eternal life.
That's what he says. And that is why as we go through this world with all of its distractions and all of its temptations and all of those things that glitter and sparkle but are but fool's gold, we need to hang on to the cross of Jesus Christ. We need to hang on the cross of Jesus. The very body and blood that he offers at Calvary upon the cross, he offers in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. It is the same sacrifice, albeit offered in an unbloody manner. Because the body of Christ that hung on the cross and the blood of Christ that poured forth from his wounds is the very same body and blood that are made present upon our altar and that we are privileged to receive. And if you are caught up in other things, if you have gotten mixed up in those places, those channels, those pages, those people who cause you nothing but trouble, what does Jesus have to say to you? Come to me, he says. Come to me, all you who are weary and find life burdensome and I will refresh you. Our Lord institutes the sacrament of penance so that we ha might have the means by which to find the forgiveness that comes from his holy cross. In the sacrament of penance, we touch the cross. We are made pure by his blood in a very brief manner. We can confess our sins. We can make an act of contrition and be absolved by the words that Jesus speaks through his priest. And we can pick ourselves up again from the dust, knowing that we are no longer mixed up with those other things, that we have left them behind by his grace and that we can walk away renewed and refreshed and cleansed. That is what Jesus has to say to us. He warns us about getting mixed up in other things. He tells us time and time again that we know neither the day nor the hour, that the day of the Lord can come like a thief in the night. He gives us today, but he does not promise us tomorrow. But he does give us the means by which we can find his forgiveness and once again be worthy of the compliment that he offers to us in his great Sermon on the Mount. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. May we strive to stay close to the Lord, to stay close to his forgiveness, his mercy, his reconciliation, and the great life 
that he gives to us by sharing with us his very body and most precious blood, that we might be his disciples, that we might walk in his ways, that we might imitate him in the works of mercy that we strive to perform each and every day, that we might be worthy of being called the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Thank you.